Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you had a very Merry Christmas and that you feel satiated, that you had enough jovial good times with your family and friends and that you had moments of peace and clarity and love. And that maybe, just maybe, you got that all-elusive gift you were hoping you would get. And if not, maybe you've already made a vow that by this time next year, you're going to have that one thing that you had your heart set on. I don't know about you guys, but it has been energetically quite interesting today. I could not sleep all night long. I was so excited. And last night after I did the show and I hung out with my kids some, and we had such a good time just watching TV and laughing and joking and just having a good time together. And I gave him one early Christmas gift, which of course was his Christmas pajamas. And he just loved, loved it. He's like immediately put on the pajamas and, oh my God, I can't believe you brought me, bought me pajamas, mom. (laughs) It's been a long time since I did. And we just had a really sweet, very appropriate Christmas. That's what my son, that's a word he uses a lot. It was appropriate. You know, like it was exactly as it should have been. And so I, I had a good time. I had a great night last night. He busted out with a bouquet of red carnations and red roses and white flowers and these green and yellow plants. It was just absolutely gorgeous. And we just, we had a, we had a good time. Then he went to bed and I got Santa Claus's plate ready with panettone, which is kind of a, um, It's a bread that's almost like a dry version of Hawaiian rolls, like sweet bread. And then it has the fruitcake, weird dried sugary candies that you put in fruitcake spread throughout the bread. (laughs) So I don't even know what the green ones are or the orange. I don't even know what exactly they are, but they're good. It's really good bread. It's something that you'll find throughout South America and every country has their own version of Panatone or Panatone, depending on where you are, they call it different names. And I put butter on that and I made uh, tuna burgers for, for my son and I, and one little tuna burger made its way to 
Santa's plate. He had two plates and a glass of milk. And sure enough, you know, and I know he ate it. <laughs> Actually, I put the turkey bird in the fridge, woke up in the morning. My son was eating it. <laughs> but after my son went to bed, I started speaking with Santa Claus, the spirit of Santa Claus. And I said, hey, I'd like to um, know where in the world you are. And he told me where he was. He said, I, he's like, I'm in South America. I'm not in Ecuador yet, but I got, I got delayed in Brazil by 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't ask for details, but I thought that was a strange thing for a spirit to say to me. All right. And then I said, you'll let me know when you're going to be here. And he said, yeah, I am usually in Ecuador by 3 a.m., but now it's going to be more like 3.30. So I waited up. And I went to the window, guys, about 3.25 or so. And I saw a portal of light open up. I saw a white portal. It was kind of a, a, a bluish white. And it's just for a moment, but it's like you would see it in the movies and it freaking happened. I just, I saw where he came, where he came into Cuenca where I hit Ecuador through that portal. And I, I've never seen a portal before. I did see a red and orangey streak of light before. If you guys have ever seen the movie, the Christmas Chronicles, when Santa's hopping from house to house and it's just a big streak of light, that is kind of what we saw last year. My son and I both saw it. My son was looking right at it. He couldn't, he was like, oh my God, I can't believe I saw that. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I, I did see it, but it wasn't like I wasn't looking directly at it. And it was so fast that it was like one of those things you see it and you're like, oh no, I'm going to, I mean, I'm making it up. But I actually looked directly at it and I saw the white portal. And I, and I asked, are you here? And, you know, I said, Santa Claus, are you here? And muscle testing said, yes. And then I felt him behind me and I didn't dare look. <laughs> I, I couldn't look. And I'm like, you're in my room, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. And he came in and he just, he blessed all the gifts. I told him I made him a tuna burger and he said, I want to absorb the energy of it. And so I just let the food out and he, he did. He absorbed the energy of it. And then when I turned around, he was gone. I felt his energy is gone. And I have one story I forgot to tell you guys last night um, <clears throat> about the Christmas in which the kitty cat and the bicycle showed up. That night um, on Christmas, it was Christmas night. I had told... Santa Claus that I was looking for love and I really wished that I would find a good man that was in good shape you know he's handsome in good shape and sweet and I don't know I think I might have said something like not wouldn't talk back to me or something made some kind of funny joke about it like maybe won't talk back he'll just be really a nice person you know, and he'll listen to me, right? And when I went out to the garbage, after the cat left that evening, 
and I took out our garbage with all of our um, Christmas wrap and everything. I had walked it out to the trash and everyone else's garbage was out there and then there was a box and right on top of the box just lifted up above the garbage um, um, bins um, level of the garbage bin it was like lifted up a couple inches on top of a clean cardboard box (coughs) there was a blonde muscle man doll (laughs) and it was absolutely gorgeous and I'm like here's my perfect man right here right and I that was what I was looking for now I don't I'm not really usually into muscle bound men but I had just been dating a man who was um, pretty muscular he was a bodybuilder and he, he worked really hard on, on getting to where he was and he had made great gains and he was really good looking. It wasn't like he wasn't a crazy um, gym rat, testosterone, meathead type of dude with over exaggerated muscles. He just had a really nice physique, you know, and that's what this doll looked like. And it was hilarious because the doll looked almost identical to him. But it was a doll, so it couldn't talk back. And it was <laughs> it was about six or seven inches tall. And I kept that doll with me. I think I had it in my car. Every time I drove around, I had it strapped in the seat next to me as kind of a joke. And I kept that weird little doll with me for a very, very long time. In fact, I left it in the storage and ended up losing it, of course, but with all my other stuff. But... That was like another weird Christmas Christmas miracle because it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's um, almost <laughs> to a T everything I'd asked for. And I thought that was pretty cool. So that was another, we had like three Christmas miracles that year, maybe even an extra one, but that was, that was the third part to it. I had totally forgotten, totally, totally forgotten. So, um, Anyway, I had to bring that up just because I, I had forgotten that part of the story from last night's episode about all the mir- miraculous things surrounding Christmas for me and the times I've literally seen Santa Claus. And I told my, my girlfriend, uh, Cheryl, who lives up in Nova Scotia, she's been a guest on the show a couple times, and she, I told her, I said, you know what, I'm so like still in shock, I saw the portal, the white, the bluish white portal by which Santa Claus travels. I, it's, it opened up and it was a big, like kind of a circular portal. And it came from the top of, you know, from the top of the sky halfway down. And it just was like, it was just like cool and smooth and the color of snow. And I live in a place where we don't get snow. So it was really very obvious and I was like whoa you know and I'm always watching the skies here guys you know I am because during the day we have the most amazing and marvelous clouds and the sky is gorgeous colors and even on Christmas Eve was like the sky was amethyst purple the whole sky was purple it looked like we were on a different planet and then after a couple seconds it changed and it went to blue and maybe a little bit of a tingy green with yellow for a split second and then to dark blue and then that was the end of it. But 
I mean, for like 20 minutes, the sky on Christmas Eve was, or it was the day before Christmas Eve. It's actually Christmas Eve Eve. And it was absolutely amethyst. It was incredible, incredible. And my son and I were just like, like in awe, like blown away. Like the sky has not been purple on a regular basis for two years. It's only been purple since the past month. So I thought that was pretty intense. So anyway, um, I don't know if you could hear my ice. I've got this, uh, this thing of ice. I've been icing my back. I've been in a lot of pain, but anyway, I went to, and I just saw a fairy streak across my room. Hi, <laughs> it disappeared. It was like there for a minute and then disappeared. All right. Um, I told my friend, I'm like, you know, I saw the portal of Santa Claus. And she said, that's funny because last night, early in the evening, um, I went, usually she watches the skies, <laughs> probably for the same reason. <laughs> I mean, she's born on the 25th of August like me, and I always feel a connection to the 25th of December. You know, it's always been my thing, you know. And <laughs> anyway, she said she went in the back, in into her bedroom, in the back of the house for just a moment. And she heard a noise on the roof and sleigh bells. She heard sleigh bells. She said it was pretty cool, pretty magical. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) It was just like, so cool. It's like, I, I know it's real. You guys, I know it's real. I know he's real. And I love when I get confirmation from other people, you know, like it, like that. If you haven't seen the Christmas Chronicles and you have not gotten your fill of Christmas movies, you got to check it out. It's on Netflix right now, the Christmas Chronicles. I highly recommend this movie. It's only like about a year old, but it is a really, really good movie. Like so incredibly, um, it's just perfect. It's a perfect movie for Christmas. I mean, there's a lot of movies on Netflix that are kind of lame or kind of, I don't know, tongue in cheek or just kind of falls short. But this year, they have a bunch of Christmas movies that were actually really good. And that one that they put out last year was really good. I mean, a lot of them are just kind of, I think the Hallmark ones are just kind of lame, you know, just, I don't know. I can't even describe it. I don't even want to, but just kind of, it's like a formula that is used over and over and over and over again. But the all original Netflix movies this year were really shockingly great into the wild and let it snow, especially were the two that I liked, but Christmas Chronicles, I had to watch it last night and I did not watch any classical movies this year. I just, it's like, I started to watch it's a wonderful life. And I just like, I was started to look for it and I'm like, you know, I don't really feel like crying for hours. Um, I love that movie, but it just, it's just always kind of brings me down a little bit. And Margaret O'Brien in Miracle on 34th Street when she was a little girl. Precious movie. But I already know how it all turns out. There's not going to be any surprises. I've seen it so many times. I know the movie. You know, um, hey, ooh, I just saw, um, over to the left of me, I just saw a shimmering, two golden wings shimmering. And then it disappeared. It was a fae. Hi. 
I don't know where it went, but oh, she was so beautiful. I am starting to see fairies more and I'm really grateful for that. So I don't know. I don't know how, um, I don't know what you guys do when you're not listening to my show and who you're paying attention to and what you do, who you listen to and whatnot. But the cosmic empress put out, um, some really incredible videos. I was able to catch up today on some of her stuff. And she, she did a video on Atlantis that actually really blew my mind. And if you get a moment or well, 40 minutes, you're going to want to go see this, um, this episode. She literally went and read the Akashic records for Atlantis, how it was conceived, who built it, how long ago it started. Um, Atlantis in its heyday was 50,000 years ago. And how all light work is all the people, all of you guys are awake right now. You were there. We were all there together. We had at least one, if not several incarnations there. And all the star seeds on the planet now started in Atlantis. I mean, you've got to see, you've got to listen to the 40 minutes. It's, it's the information is, it's incredible. And it really, really, really blew my mind. And it made me realize that I don't know how to access the Akashic records. So I, I'm going to work on that and I'm going to try to figure it out. And I'm going to let you guys know when I figure it out. But on another note, I have been in pain. Like, first of all, I couldn't sleep all night. So six in the morning, I thought maybe I should go to bed and... I started to lay down, I was in my pajamas, I was getting ready to sleep, and I just was so excited about Christmas, I couldn't sleep, and I got up, and I started to go into the other room to make sure all the lights were off or something, I don't know what, or maybe to turn on the dryer, because my son's clothes were in there, and my son wakes up, and he goes, I can't sleep, I'm like, neither can I, and I'm like, but I should sleep, so, and he's like, yeah, go ahead, and I'm like, you know what, I can't sleep, let's have Christmas morning at 6 a.m. Just like when you were really little. And he's like, all right. So I ground the coffee beans and we had the fancy coffee. (laughs) And we opened our stockings first and Santa Claus left us both Hot Wheels. (laughs) I've been getting Hot Wheels for my kids since they were, um, well, age three and up. (laughs) It's been a tradition in our household. I I even got Hot Wheels for my husband before we had kids. I've always gotten Hot Wheels for everybody in my life. Um, (laughs) All my boyfriends, they all have somewhere in their house or apartments, even if they're married with kids, somewhere they all have a Hot Wheels that I gave them. It's always been my signature Christmas gift. I don't care who you are. If you're a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, you're going to get a Hot Wheels car from me if you're over the age of three. You know, if we're going to spend Christmas together, you're getting a Hot Wheels. It's just the way it is. And the ones I had picked out for myself, I didn't um, look too carefully. I just looked at the car itself and went, oh, yeah, that's so cool. 
and I got it from two different stores. And when I when we got our Hot Wheels today, mine both of mine were from 1968, the year I was born, which is weird. I didn't even notice that on the package. And one was a Camaro and one was a Cougar. And I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. <laughs> and one of them was black and it had silver flames on it. It looked all cool. And so we haven't really played with our cars yet, but usually something that we do, usually what my kids always did when they were little, especially is we would line our Hot Wheels car up and put a line across the floor and, and we'd race our cars. So we'd always have something to do, something to play with. It's always a tradition. We, my son and I, we were slugs today. We didn't do anything. We were just this afternoon, we were like, you know what? I, I think it's time for our long winter's nap. <laughs> and we both went to sleep and for hours we were just out like just two or three hours just that's it i'm zoning out so i went to bed at nine in the morning woke up around one i got up i'm all hey how are you doing he's like yeah i've only been up a little while <laughs> same thing and we had some more time together we made hot chocolate and listened to jazz christmas jazz with a like a fireplace background and just you know, I had, had some more good talks. I bought my son a food processor because he has aspirations to go to chef school someday. And just in general, he loves to cook. Both of my kids love to cook. And so we um, had a lot of discussions on all the cool things we can make with that. And, and he bought me um, a really amazing, thoughtful gift uh, storage so that I could store all the stuff on my phone, all the contents of my computer, you know, in case I lose anything, like if one of my electronic devices goes kaput, at least I have a backup of everything. And I did not have that. And it was something that we'd been looking for for months. So I couldn't believe he was able to find it. And, you know, except for the, the, you know, money he spent on roses, he blew the whole budget on this storage unit. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. So, um, I, I'm just like, I had a really good Christmas. And he he also went out and bought me, um, I gave him some money here, go get us some water at the store next to her. He said, okay. And he came home and he had like a bag full of little goodies and um, like, an ap- like apples and nuts and fruit and things to put in our stockings. And we didn't have stockings, so we had, um, we had a makeshift the stockings because there weren't any, there's no we haven't seen any stockings here we don't know why we're gonna have to sew some but we had um and when when i did see some stockings here they were only like three inches high and i'm like well how are you gonna fit an orange in that and an apple and a bunch of walnuts like where's the traditional like stuff and i haven't seen anybody here is selling them so i mean maybe maybe that's a business for me for next year <laughs> selling Christmas stockings two months in advance. But, um, but so anyway, we, um, we just had a good time, but we had, he had bought a bunch of stuff for stockings. I bought a bunch of stuff for stockings. And so we were just sitting there eating our candy and our fruit and, and our walnuts and, and talking and we made hot chocolate. And then his friend called and said, and his friends across the street from where we live. And, and she's like, let's go meet in the park. And, I have a Christmas gift for you. So I, um, I made the two of them a thermos full of 
my signature famous hot chocolate with the coconut oil and pinch of salt and just it's really excellent with organic cacao powder and anyway they um and I and I gave I sent them away with uh, I sent him away 16 marshmallows in a bag because four marshmallows fit to a cup perfectly and he was like oh my god you thought of everything and and um I'm like, yeah, it was really good. And so we had our hot chocolate and then he took the hot chocolate across the street and they had fun for a couple hours and he came home and made a, a chicken. And I mean, it's just, it was a really good day. It was just, he made the chicken. I made the vegetables. That's usually our deal. Cause he likes to cook and he made an excellent rosemary lemon chicken. Just really amazing. Absolutely cooked to perfection. It was, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And we were trying to mimic turkey as much as possible because we couldn't afford a $40 t- turkey. So, so um, it was it was a really good day. But while the while the uh, chicken was in the oven, I said I'm going to go sleep for 30 minutes, and I came back to bed. And for 90 minutes, I snoozed my phone every 10 minutes when the alarm went off. I could not for the life of me get up. I was just like, what? The hell and when I finally did wake up I was racked with pain my whole body um, from head to toe I'm in absolute pain and it doesn't make sense I mean you know I had a couple pieces of candy but I, you know every now and again I do and that doesn't cause pain like this my whole body is just exhausted in pain and my son couldn't keep his um, himself up either and he was snoozing his alarm I could hear him doing that just like I was. I'm like, what the actual hell is going on? And I asked God, what's going on? And I heard quasar pulse, pulsar energy, right? They're like quasar and pulsar, pulsar, pulse energy. So I don't know if you guys felt it, but I felt this energy waves. And I like right now I'm burning up. I have ice, literally ice on my back and I'm still feeling so hot. Like I'm burning up like it's like a hundred degrees out, even though it's 50 degrees out. And again, with that, and I've had tinnitus, um, acute incidents of tinnitus throughout the Christmas day, a little bit Christmas Eve where just one ear would be like suddenly, you know, (laughs) like really loud. And then it just goes away right away. As fast as it starts, it stops. And most of my tinnitus, for the most part, has gone away. So it's kind of been the last few weeks when it happens. It's really odd. It's like, wow, I, I don't miss tinnitus at all. And here it's back. <laughs> but so if you guys have been extremely tired, plus we had the annular solar eclipse. It was the only solar eclipse of 2019. The next one is going to be in June. And they have this in Asia, above Asia, where they had all of those like typhoons and floods and heavy duty weather. They had all of these heavy duty uh, things go on. And then all of a sudden, hey, let's just block out the sun for a while. You know, <laughs> it's like as if they needed that. But the good news is this year it's in Capricorn and The sun and the moon were in alignment with Jupiter, which is a planet of good luck and expansion and abundance. So this actually was, thank you God, finally something very, very auspicious, something very good. 
So, I mean, that's good because Asians right now, they've all had a hard time in most of the countries over there. Like, I think in Vietnam, they had some flooding. In Indonesia, they had a typhoon. In the Philippines, they had an earthquake. Um, China had some stuff going on. I mean, every most of the countries over there, I think Singapore had some really harsh weather too. I'm not quite sure, but a lot of the Asian countries have been undergoing dramatic changes. So um, the solar eclipse obviously happened at night here so and in the North America, so we didn't get to see it, but that's okay. I watched it on YouTube. I don't know if you did, and there were some moments when it took, it just took my breath away and gave me pause and just made me contemplate how little we are compared to how big and vast the universe is. So anyway, that was my day. I hope you had a really wonderful uh, Christmas, you guys. And I don't know about you, but unicorns have been showing up in my life again and again and again and again and again for like two weeks. And not just the usual every now and again you see or hear about a unicorn. I mean, you know, like my friend mentioned something about a unicorn, wrote me a messenger, mentioned something about a unicorn. Somebody else sent me a gif of a unicorn. I went to the store an hour later and saw a purse with a unicorn on it that ironically said happy birthday. My son saw a gift wrap here that said Merry Christmas, happy birthday on it. I thought that was strange and kind of funny. And then um, I came home and my friend Cheryl sent me a picture of her gorgeous living room, her fireplace with a wreath and all her Christmas decorations. I mean, it's like, you know, home and gardens or, or I don't know. I can't remember the name of the better home and gardens. That was it. I mean, seriously, her living room could have been in better homes and gardens. And she, um, had a picture of all the unicorns that Santa Claus had brought for her dogs. <laughs> they all got their stuffed animals this year and they all got unicorns. And last week in this, um, specialty shop for women there were like no less than four styles of unicorn slippers that you could buy I mean it's like I've been surrounded by suddenly surrounded by unicorns and when you go to the cosmic empress YouTube channel and look up her Atlantis one she's gonna talk she talks about pegasus and unicorns and centaurs and fawns because Apparently they're all real and they were all a part of Atlantis when she read the Akashic records. It blew her mind. And anyway, you, that, that episode of her, uh, channel just, <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Obviously it was a lot to take in. I might have to listen to it a second time, but, um, well, there you have it. So in uh, disclosurenews.it today for Christmas, the activity seems to be slight and con- and constant decline. Today, two slight peaks, pe- first at power 18, second at power 12 at 1230. The first one's at 3 UTC. So that's it. I mean, you know, not a whole lot going on in, um, you know, there. But let's see. I tried to queue it up for the HeartMath Institute, which is found at heartmath.org. I mean, usually... 
you could go check out the Schumann residence for six different cities. And hopefully it will be working today. Sometimes it does not work. Yay, it's working. Wow, yeah, it's, um, Hulului has been really crazy. Can't believe it. Oh, and there was, uh, I think I read there was like an earthquake in Hofuf. Or no, it wasn't. It was a solar eclipse. You could see the solar eclipse in Hofuf, Saudi Arabia. I thought for sure that would be enough to get the Schumann resonance up and going, but alas, no. They are still at zero as well as Northland, New Zealand now. Completely at zero. All the way across the board for both cities. So in New Zealand and in Saudi Arabia, zero on the Schumann resonance scale. But meanwhile, in California at midnight, they were at 50 on the Schumann resonance scale at midnight. And then five in the morning, they were at 52 hertz frequency. And Lithuania started off at 99 hertz frequency at midnight. That went down to 97 by 5 a.m. In Alberta, Canada, they start off at 51. So almost the same as California. They start off 51 at midnight. And they went to 52, which is exactly where California was at 5 a.m. They were both. So we have Hulului and Northland, New Zealand at zero hertz frequency at 5 a.m. And California and Alberta, Canada at 5 a.m. at 52. That can't be a coincidence. I'm just saying. So very weird. Now in um, but in Hulului, South Africa, they're now on a upswing, and they start off at 281 hertz frequency at midnight, and by 5 a.m. they went up to 303 hertz frequency. So there you have it. That is the Schumann resonance news for Christmas we are in um, A Course in Miracles Foundation for Inner Peace we are currently on lesson 197 as always I don't read the uh, entire lesson I tell you how many paragraphs it is it's only 9 paragraphs so you could go read it for yourself you'll get more out of it if you could see it or maybe hear them read it for you but lesson 197 is The basic thought for the day is this. It can be, but my gratitude I earn. It can be, but my gratitude I earn. So, yeah, I'm not even going to read this. This is like really, it's like really involved. If I start reading it, I'm going to read all of it. So, basically, you have to cultivate that level of internal gratitude it can be but my gratitude I earn so you have to earn your gratitude but you have to always focus and try hard to function with a gratitude you know um, we don't have that much in the way of the uh, news from the watchers so I'm going to go over it tomorrow I will say though that a shallow 6.3 earthquake did hit off the coast of Vancouver Island in British Columbia, Canada on Christmas. So, well, you know, the typhoon hit the Philippines on Christmas. 
so did the earthquake hit Chris, you know, on Christmas hit Canada. And then we had a 6.0 in Colombia and a 6.0 in Argentina. And if you go to suspicious observers on YouTube, they have been mapping the quakes and it's like one way in the North, North America, one way in the South, South America, then one a little bit closer in the North towards the center, one closer in the South towards the center. And then it, then it hit the central part of like, um, I think Guatemala, Honduras and Mexico are basically Mexico, Guatemala, and then Honduras in, in, in a line. It's like boop, 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 like dominoes falling slowly. And they're all in the 6.0 range to 6.3 range. So they're like practically able to predict the next one. I'm shocked. We haven't had one here in Earth, an earthquake here in Ecuador or Peru yet. I'm not holding my breath, but I, I feel like there wasn't one in, there was one in Argentina and Chile. So in Chile was like longer ago, but I feel like there's going to be one again, maybe Chile, maybe Peru and then Ecuador or North Peru, which will fill here in Ecuador. I, I it's gotta be, if, if it is going in a line like that, I have a feeling it's we're next. So of course we're going to stay tuned on that. Um, I have a couple things I'll read to you tomorrow. I'm not going to go over it today. I'm going to take a quick break. I am in a hell of a lot of pain. I'm already an hour late, guys. Sorry about that. Um, It's just because I've been icing my back. I've gone through two containers of ice already, um, melting it all the way down to just the water and still having a hard time with it. Just um, I'm going to have to go get a third thing of ice to put my, my feet feel super hot. I'm just, I have this weird inflammation thing that happens in my body every now and again, where all of the myelin sheaths around all of my bones swell and it causes me a great deal of pain. And, uh, it's a big storm. It's a big squall coming. I know it. I feel it. Once it hits, I'll be relieved, but it's the barometric pressure and I feel it in my bones. Literally ever since I was a little kid. (laughs) It's fun to be a weather witch, but you know, this part of it is not fun at all. But we have, um, but we have this pulsar and this quasar something. I don't know what those are. They're like kinds of stars or something in, in the middle of the galaxy, or I mean, I'm sorry, the universe. And they sent out waves of energy and that plus the solar eclipse. So it's like three things in a row hit us today. Did you guys feel it? We're expected to have another one hit, uh, tomorrow, another big, big, big wave hit. So if you feel tired, if you feel out of it, if you're mentally foggy or have severe tinnitus or whatever, um, that's why take a lot of, you know, rest, you know, drink cold drinks. If that makes you feel better or hot drinks, that makes you feel better. To detox, you might want to get into a bathtub with Epsom salts and a little baking soda. Um, Epsom salts alone is fine, but if you don't have it, baking soda works. Um, Kind of freshens your skin and detoxes your body. Also, if you um, can just, you know, drink a lot of water, eat fresh fruit. I have a grapefruit in there I'm going to eat as soon as I'm done with the show tonight. And then I'm going to go to sleep. So, um, 
Yeah, just take it easy, guys. And Merry, Merry Christmas. When I come back, well, we've all heard this phrase, whether you're Christian or not, that Jesus is the reason for the season. (laughs) So in a non-religious way, I am going to talk with Brother Yeheshwa about Christmas and about a few other things that we've been talking about all day. But I'm going to channel him and... I guess who, you know, there's no one better honors to hear from on Christmas than Yeheshua. Even though it's not technically his birthday, um, people honor and celebrate him. And in a very weird way, it's been 2,000 years, but they think of him as a little baby today. And I think that's more of a pagan practice than an actual, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but, you know, okay. It's like, I would sure hate for people to be thinking about me as a little baby every year on my birthday. It's really weird. You know, like to have like a little statue of me as a baby and reenacting my birth. I mean, that would be strange. What if they did that for your birthday? It would be a little, I mean, Christmas is weird when you think about some of the weirder things that happen. You know, even though it's sweet to honor the greatest avatar of all time, and I do give Brother Yeshua his due, and I have a great deal of love, honor, and respect for him. But there's a lot of strange things about Christmas. But we're going to not talk about Christmas because now it's over. Technically, it's over. And But he has some things he's got to say. So in a moment, I'm going to come back and channel Brother Yeshua right after this message. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. Alright guys, so I started this at 444. I'm already connected to Brother Yeshua, or otherwise known as Jesus, the Christ, the uh, most powerful avatar that's ever walked earth, and also, well, whose birthday we celebrated yesterday. And he had some a message for us today. He says it could be short and sweet, which is good, you guys, because that wave is hitting right now, and I'm absolutely burning up. I've got an ice pack at the base of my spine. I am like wearing a really short sleeve shirt. I am absolutely burning up. I covered my body with, with cold water and I'm still absolutely burning. I don't have a fever. In fact, my head is cool, but um, it's just the cosmic radiation, the energy, and I feel it in all of my cells. <sighs> so I don't know, you guys are probably feeling it too on one level or another. I want to get through this quickly and get this published and go to sleep. All right. So anyway, I'm an indirect telepath channel. I do not allow anyone to take over my body. 
even though I would completely trust Brother Yeshua, because um, he and I have been in contact since I was a little kid. In fact, I knew him while he was alive 2,000 years ago. I was his little cousin, and we were more like brother and sister. We were very close. Um, you know, we were family, and he called me little sister back in the day, <laughs> the day being over 2,000 years ago. <laughs> anyway, he's here now, and he had a special message. So, Brother Yeshua, go ahead. <laughs> He says, thank you for having me on the show. You know, I love you. I love each and every one of you. And I wanted to, I'm a little embarrassed to say it, a little gushing here, but thank you for celebrating my birthday for the past 2000 years. (laughs) It was really um, unnecessary. I came to earth for one reason, one reason only. And my mission was to teach all of you that death is a lie and we only have one goal here to get back to God to do the best we can be good people love everybody accept everybody understand and know our unity and get back to God as soon as possible so it's been a long time coming and here we are we are at the brink of ascension and i am so absolutely flattered and thrilled to the gills that you took me as your example and that you are also all on the brink of 100 percent ascending yourselves i ascended myself and boy it was not easy the energy was not right for it it was not ripe <laughs> Historically speaking, it was an extremely hard thing I did, and I did it alone. And you guys are lucky because you have hundreds of thousands of people going with you. The energy is right. This is the time. So I had to show you what was possible. And here you are seeing what now is absolutely probable. And for the greater majority of you, it's not only probable, it's absolutely in the works. It's happening right now. Now, the energy waves that you are feeling, there have been several, and they are for your benefits. So even if they make you feel emotionally or physically uncomfortable or mentally unstable, roll with it, go with it, drink your water, breathe your air, (laughs) eat healthy food, eat what your body is craving, it might be potato chips today and asparagus tomorrow. Just go with whatever it is that your body is telling you it needs. Your body is utilizing the minerals and sometimes the oils or the salts. There's minutia, minute things in your food that your body is craving right now and it might not have a rhyme or reason or go in alignment with today's nutritional requirements or health requirements or you know uh, what the doctors and magazines and whatever say um, but I'm telling you right now just trust your gut unless you're having a severe uh, addiction to something like sugar or alcohol don't go towards those things but 
in general, if there's something that your body is just craving and craving and craving, the more you put it off, the more you're only going to think about the craving and nothing else. So unless it's something that's harmful for yourself, go ahead and have it. You know, I'm saying if you feel like you have to eat junk food for an hour, you know, you know, during an hour you've, you've obsessed over it, just go get that bag of chips, those Doritos or whatever it is that you want to eat because that's what your body needs or something in that bag that your body needs. Sometimes if you've eaten extremely healthy and then you eat junk food, your body starts to detox immediately. And sometimes your body's telling you to get that one thing that will start a new detox cycle. So, you know, don't be so hard on yourself and don't beat yourself up if you're off your diet. I know a lot of you are in the process of planning your New Year's resolution diet and you're swearing this is a year it's going to work out and... It's been that way every year, has it not? So it's better for you to just take it in stride, have a cheat day, you know, eat whatever your body craves in the moment. Because when you're ascending, there's going to be little bits and pieces of things that you need. You might need a specific mineral or a specific salt, or you might suddenly crave like papaya and mangoes and yellow and orange fruits and vegetables that are full of vitamin A because maybe you're low on vitamin A and then the next day you might crave things with vitamin E in it and maybe a couple days later of eating after eating vegetables you might crave chicken or fried chicken something that's very high in calories and oily but whatever it is that you crave usually will be containing the mineral or the vitamin or just the right kind of protein that your body needs for the cells to change their structure. It's imperative that you go with the flow in these days, in the next 60 days, or maybe it's, you know, he's like saying maybe like 67 days, he's saying 68 days tops. And the reason he's saying that is that everyone's going to ascend, but we're not going to ascend exactly at the same exact moment as each other. We're all on our own time schedules and our own pace. So is that correct? Yes, you are. But for the most part, you guys all have a deadline too. So some of you will achieve the deadline soon. And some of you will be last miniatures. (laughs) Okay. And uh, earlier I was going to talk to you about Brother Heshwa. I was going to say something about uh, diet about something that I read and this guy who I literally, I just, I asked God about him. I'm like, you know, this guy, I don't even know how I ended up being friends with him for a couple years on Facebook. And I just had to unfriend him today because I just thought this guy, I literally said to God, Oh Lord, let me not suffer fools any longer. And I had to delete him. And he had this, uh, official looking chart that he put up. And it was like two pages he put up on Facebook. And the first one said, the lowest vibrational people on the planet are those who eat meat. And, and he included uh, vegetarians who occasionally eat eggs or fish. And he separated them out saying that they're very low vibration and unawake. They're asleep. 
spiritually and they're like, they're not high vibrational spiritually. And then the next thing, you know, and they went up the line, you know, vegans and they're okay. They're average energy. But if then, then it said, um, uh, fruititarians or even higher vibration and then monetarians, people who eat only bananas are even higher vibration. And it's a further detox. And I'm like, dude, if you eat only one kind of fruit, you're going to end up with diabetes and rotten teeth and you're going to ruin your gut. You're going to ruin the flora and fauna of your gut because when you have the healthy bacteria in your gut, it's, um, it feeds off of green leafy vegetables. So if you're not eating vegetables at all, you're going to ruin your gut health and then that's going to ruin your immune system and your body is going to fall like a stack of cards and a house of cards. And then he said that the highest vibrational people on the planet are breatharians. And I'm thinking, I asked God and God's like, no, this guy's a complete fool. And I'm like, Lord, let me not suffer fools anymore. And he said, then delete him. You don't have to see his information anymore. Cause it's not real. It's his own, his own system. He's completely making up. He doesn't back anything with science. He's saying he's going by his gut instinct. And then when I asked him something, I said, so Jesus, the greatest avatar of all time, ate fish. He drank wine. So isn't it so bad? Oh, too bad that the greatest avatar that ever lived on the planet, um, had the lowest vibrational diet, according to you. And then the guys, uh, his thing was, well, let's just focus on the now and not what happened in the past. So he's completely ignoring reality. And then he said, um, he said this thing that made absolutely no sense is a bunch of gibberish. And it was like super, super, super long, like many, many paragraphs of nothing, but the eye in the sky and I are together and we are looking in at you and we are the one. And I know more, you know, it was like crazy. Like he was absolutely crazy. And God told me his path to God is through insanity. And it blew my mind. So Jesus, I want you to address these two things. Number one, what did you eat when you were alive? Because I want to settle that, you know, vegans are better than vegetarians and vegetarians are better than meat eaters and meat eaters are the worst, you know, debate that's been going on with the whole body shaming and food shaming and diet shaming shit that's been going on now for decades in the community, in the new age light worker community that otherwise enlightened people are shaming each other for what they eat when we're eating what we eat because we need that in the moment, like you just said. And then also that's an A, I want to know what you ate. And the second thing is I want to know, um, now I can't remember what the second one was. He says, well, let's address that one first. Okay. So please tell me what you ate back in those days. Our food was a lot more simpler. We didn't have bags of Doritos like you do now. And I would love someday to maybe taste one because you all seem to love them so much. And I hear people talking about them a lot, which I think is very funny. It's something that even though you could be on two sides of the political fence, but you both agree on one thing, Doritos are damn good. And I hear the nacho cheese ones are very good. <laughs> they are, they're so good. They're spicy and cheesy and crunchy and just the right amount of salt and everything. He says, they sound delightful. I go, yeah, I think they have chemicals in them to make us think they're delightful. He says, oh yeah. He's like, I could tell they're not very healthy. They have a very low vibration to the chip itself, but the happiness that it brings actually raises your vibration. So it's one of those ironic foods. If I can use that phrase, um, we in heaven, 
we laugh about some of the things that we see, like if you eat a pear and it's particularly bitter, even though it's technically a fruit and technically high vibrational food, when you eat it, it makes you sad and a little annoyed because you wasted your time eating a horrible bitter pear. And we laugh about it. It's because of the irony that it lowers your vibration to eat a piece of fruit that tastes bad. And then we see you eat something that's absolutely zero in vibration. It's just like a neutral or a null set. And there's no vibrational energy. It's not like negative, but there's no vibration to it because there's no life in the food. But then we watch you eat it and we watch you come alive because you like it. And it's the flavor or the social aspect that comes with eating that food. So that's why I say you have to go along with your gut. But back in my day, when we were living in a very different time, we didn't have factories that created strange looking foods and weird packages. We, we grew our own food. We had our own gardens. We, um, you're showing me okra right now, showing me, he says, yes, we tied our beans to a pole. We had our, um, we did have okra. We called it something different, but, and he's, he says, I'm not going to tell you where, because it's hard to pronounce in, in, um, it was the Aramaic. Yeah. He says in Aramaic that we spoke, he said, but we had our, um, we had our vegetables. We had our garden, Mary, my mother, she grew food and I helped her as much as I could. And we had cousins. We lived more like in a village style situation where we, everyone knew everybody. We all loved each other. We were family or extended family and people who were not related to us. We also considered as family, they were part of the greater community. Everybody grew their own food, their own vegetables. And that was normal. We also had goats and we used that for milk and cheese. We sometimes had cows or like maybe five families in a village would have cows and we would trade uh, vegetables and everyone grew different things so that we could trade. And we had things like, um, uh, he, he showed me like daikon radishes, that kind of thing. He says it's similar. It was a root vegetable kind of similar to that, maybe a little bit spicy and it was white. And we put that in a lot of things. Um, what else did you have? Did you have rice? Yes, but we, it was like an import. He's like, yes, we had to import it. And did you eat meat? Did you, I want to know this. Yes, we did. We actually did. We would usually, um, the people would gather together, um, and figure out what animals would feed how many people. And there was always like a, a ceremonious, um, like a ceremonial day. And then all the families would be divided up with the meat. And yes, I did eat meat and I ate goats and cows too. No, we didn't eat cows. We didn't have a lot of cows where we were, but we had a lot of goats. What about pigs? Um, no, he's saying, no, we didn't eat pigs. Did you eat chickens? Oh yes. Oh yes. We had chickens. We had a lot of eggs. We ate, um, a very simple diet that we did have grains. Um, you've heard that locusts were there in the mix. I did not eat locusts. Neither did my family. Um, that's why we called John the Baptist a wild man because he ate locusts. He didn't care. He just would eat anything. He was <laughs> a little bit crazy that way, but we all loved him very much. And he was a deeply spiritual person. 
And, but just because he ate locusts and I ate meat doesn't mean that I was a lower vibration than him because your vibrations, by the way, do not have to do with your diet. This is a misnomer. Your vibrations have to do with where your mind is at. Okay. He's telling me, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Dooley, who was on the secret, I got one of his, uh, programs one time and so Jesus is asking me to tell you guys about this. Um, he said that a person who is on a diet and they want to lose weight and they go and eat ice cream because they can't, they give into the craving and they beat themselves up during that ice cream, they're going to gain weight and they're going to be very sad and beat themselves up and the diet will fail. And then they'll say, well, it must have been the ice cream and, but I can't do it. So I'm just going to quit. And the person who takes a cheat day from their diet and they go and they eat the ice cream and they love every glorious moment of it and they just look at the way it glistens in the sun if they're eating it outside and they, they smell it and they relish it and they every moment they enjoy it. Then they look forward to the next cheat day and then it keeps them out on track because they're very, very happy. And whose vibration is higher? They're eating the same food. If they're on the exact same diet, and they eat this exact same amount of ice cream and one fails and one doesn't, it's usually the vibrational attitude of the person. Um, you know, if you eat something with a high vibrational attitude and energy in, in mind, it, it permeates throughout your body and that makes you sick or well. So like if you're in, if you have body syndromes, um, you know, you're always, um, sexually frustrated, you're going to have problems with your lower GI tract or your stomach or you're going to have uh, problems in your lower spine or your hips. You know, if you're a woman ovaries, if you're male, it might be um, a testicles thing. You know, you might have issues with these organs because you have sexual frustration or sexual guilt. For example, so body syndromes very much have to do with your mind. Your vibration very much has to do with your mind. So, okay, brother Yeshua, go on, go ahead. He's talking again. He says, Yes, little sister, exactly. That is my point. You can't eat absolutely nothing but a perfect diet and have the worst energy ever. Your vibration can be very low. It has nothing to do with your diet. In fact, you are a very weak-minded individual if you're relying on a piece of celery to raise your vibration. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. He says, but think about it. If all you're doing is sitting there going, I'm spiritually growing because I'm eating a mango. How, how, how strong minded could you be? If you say, I am raising my vibration because I'm a spiritual warrior, damn it. And I'm going to eat the food my body needs genetically and what my body needs to ascend when it tells me what it wants and you have a mind body connection that is absolutely unbreakable and powerful and your mind and your body are functioning in unison. And then you're adding the level and energy of spirit to it. And you're asking God, everything that you eat, everything that you're doing, is this high vibration for me? Is this low vibration for me? And as you do this and you go about your day, is this apple high vibration? Sometimes the answer is no. Maybe the apple's too old and it's lost its energy. Maybe that apple's going to upset your stomach. See, it, everybody has a different everything. 
For some people, eating that apple is going to help their pH of their body become alkaline and that's going to help them get rid of uh, some cancer cells. Another person come along, eat that apple and the, the bitterness in their rind is going to upset their stomach. Everybody has to ask all the time, is this apple good for me? Is this lime good for me? Is this water good for me? Sometimes you get surprising answers. Sometimes the answers don't make sense because you don't see all the computations and permutation factors going into everything that you put in your body. And also it's your attitude and your mindset that is more important than pretty much anything else. But to get back to your question, did my family eat meat? Yes, we did. We on occasion would have beef when um, the village could, you know, share it. We would invite people from other villages because a cow is a pretty big animal and we shared it. I didn't really partake too much in eating beef. Sometimes I had though, and I grew up eating, um, lamb and goats and chickens and some fruit, but we didn't have a whole lot of fruit in the desert. So does that mean that I am a low vibrational being? Of course not. I am an extremely high vibrational being because I worked on my own emotions and I worked on my own energy fields and I worked on living in the moment in every, in every single second. I worked on being connected to God. I worked on practicing love and compassion and understanding of others. And I became the true embodiment of the tree of life of the Kabbalah itself. I embrace the 32 paths of wisdom and I move forward in my life with every single second and every single step with the complete and total approval and oneness with my father, with my, with God, with the prime creator. And when you move in unison with divinity, your vibration is automatically going to be raised. So go ahead and have cereal with milk on it and don't feel guilty about it. Feeling guilty about anything that you eat, whether you're taking the last grape in the bowl in your vegan household, or if you slip up and have a beer or two beers and you only wanted half a beer, you know, don't feel guilty. When you feel guilty, that lowers your vibration right on down. And now you got to start over for the day. But again, how morally and spiritually weak do you have to be if you're going to rely on a piece of celery to raise your vibration? That is the height of spiritual and moral laziness. It's absolute stupidity. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you are a vegetarian and you're comfortable with this and your body is functioning like a well old oil machine and you feel good, continue being a vegetarian. If you're vegetarian and you find your organs are shutting down because you are lacking in the B vitamins and you really need the meat, go ahead and start eating meat. If you are a meat eater and you're lean and you're in your, you know, lean and you're just like a, he's like, what is that phrase? Lean, mean fighting machine. He says, yes, that's the one. He says, if you are eating meat and you 
end up being like wiry and muscular and in perfect shape and you feel like you're at the top of your game and you feel like victory is within your grasp on every front in your life because you're, you're eating the meat, the protein is doing its job in your genetic code body Go and you feel fantastic, why ch change it? Go with what you feel. Maybe if you feel guilty eating higher, larger life, eat lower life. You're, you feel guilty about eating cows, eat chickens instead, eat fish. You know, but don't uh, change, don't live out of guilt for anything. Don't become a vegetarian because you are guilty. The animals understand if you connect with their energy, they are okay with it. Some animals, believe it or not, will come here to be sacrifices for us so that we might live. And then they come back and reincarnate again to do the same thing all over again because they love to give of service to others because they are serving God by literally being served at your dinner table. Animals don't see it the way you see it. Animals don't judge you for eating them when they know before they were born they were going to be food. Some animals serve God in that way and God makes sure they do not suffer. In those final moments, they're not suffering. They they leave their body. There's no pain. They, they, they go. Pretty soon, all of this idea is going to be obsolete because of the technology that's coming that we talked about in another episode. But to clear up, you know, who is the greatest vibrational person and who is the baddest vibrational person a, it's not a competition. Don't worry about your neighbor. You're the only one in the race against who you were in the past, who you could be in the future, and how you could stay present and balanced in the present B, I am moment right now. That is the most important thing that you can do for your life, for yourself, is always be in that state of I am here now. So there was something else I was going to ask about this, uh, brother Heshwa. Let me, let me think about it for a minute. I, I think I was going to ask about, um, God told me that the path that this man is taking is a path of insanity. So can you talk to me about that a little bit? Yes. Uh, you have heard of course, the idea that there's a thousand roads that lead to God. Well, all roads will absolutely lead you home. All roads lead to God. You might, you know, take a road that where you're a victim or where you're a perpetrator of violence. And those roads are very, very slow going to God. Um, especially if you're a perpetuator of violence, that, that road might take 150,000 years more than everyone else's, you know. So we're not going to say, yeah, we condone every single thing you do, but, um, you know, the fastest roads obviously are the ones in which you're, um, not feeling guilty about what you eat and you are doing your appropriate exercises or meditations or whatever it is that you do. And you practice the act action of being here in the now and this moment and loving God and being compassionate for others and 
living from a higher vibrational chakra. You know, the person who's going around, you know, sleeping with person after person after person, they're living from their first chakra or second chakra, and they're not getting too far too quick. And the person who, again, we're not going to say you should do this, but if you are a person who becomes celibate and you give up sex and you're way up there vibrationally, you're going to get there faster because you're not focused on more materialistic things such as being naked with another person, you know, cause then it puts you in a pleasure state, which holds you back in the material world. Now, if you are married or you're with somebody you love very much, your vibrational state, when you're naked with them and when you are making love, that act will bring you up in a higher vibrational state. So if you're doing it without love, that's a low vibration. If you're doing it with love, it's a high vibration. So, um, and sometimes if you're celibate and you're sexually frustrated or guilty about it, your energy is going to be um, lower in vibration than the people who are making love because they're in love, you see. So again, every single thing you do, your attitude, your mental body, your emotional body, your astral body, your physical body, if they're all in unison and vibing at a high vibrational rate and you're not, feeling guilty or bad or sad or worried about the past and you are able to let it go. That's what makes you a spiritual master because you're mastering your emotions and you're mastering your mental monkey mind, the lower vibrational mind, and you're mastering your physical body in a way in which you know what your body needs and wants in the moment. And your body is a slave to your mind, not the other way around. And you master everything in your world and now there's the added layer in this world with the money where you have to master your money as well don't let anything rule over you you become the sovereign king of your own mind you become the ruling order of yourself that's what self mastery is so insanity is a path to god it's a longer route but also in some ways it could be a shorter route because the person gives up their ego quite quickly. If they are hanging on to their ego and insane, it can take longer, but if they <clears throat> give up their ego completely and they drop it at the door, even if they're in a mental institution or at home or just anywhere, it doesn't matter. Um, where they are because if they're insane they're inside their head whereas when you're sane you don't feel so good in an office building you feel better outside in nature but the insane can feel higher vibrational energies in different times and um, schizophrenia many times is someone who's hearing spirit voices they're meant to be a medium and they're not accepting it in the extreme cases and A lot of times people will choose this before they come. They'll, you know, set it up that spirits will bother them until they get it. Um, Not all schizophrenics are meant to be a psychic medium, but some are. And every individual case is different for every possible thing you can imagine under the sun. But yeah, insanity is absolutely a path to God. We don't recommend you 
try to go out and go insane or something. But if you already are having mental health issues and they they get worse and worse and worse, that might be your path, the path of, um, well, we've, we've called it up here, the sacred crazy. (laughs) Um, some people go crazy and their chaos becomes a whirlwind of energy around them. And when they are creating this chaos around them, they're breathing new life into some situations and sucking the life out of other situations. And even though they're the ones that aren't really affected, they affect all the people around them. And that really is, you know, um, it's one form. It's one way of going about it. It's rare, which is probably good because most of you can't deal with that kind of chaos. It's, it's crazy. Just like a tornado exists at the behest and request of God. And a tornado goes through and, and destroys some homes and keeps others safe and keeps everybody wondering. And then everyone goes, well, it's the power of God. This is God's will. There's no other reason that this happened. Otherwise, all the houses would be destroyed. And a tornado is a, a thing that is functioning in the world as a way of getting people to wake up, just like the typhoons and the earthquakes and everything else. Everything is for your benefit. Suffering fools sometimes can be of your for your benefit because if you hear something that someone says and it irritates you or bugs you, then you have to look within to see why. And then that introspection leads to a higher energetic vibration after you release and let go what you need to. And it can lead you to insights that can lead you to one more step closer to the divine connection. So, you know, those are the two biggest things that we wanted to discuss today because it clears up hopefully any confusion about that. You know, don't rely on on uh, an olive to raise your vibration. <laughs> don't rely on a piece of fish to raise your vibration. You have to raise your own vibration on your own, not with your food. Raise it with the sheer force of your will of your mind. Raise your vibration by letting go all of the negative stuff that happened to you. Chances are you didn't have a bad box of donuts that's lowering your vibration. You don't look back on your life and go, remember that one donut I bit into that had mold in it back in 1974. That must be the culprit to my vibration not being high. No. Don't regret your food choices. Don't focus on that. That's yet one more thing to take yourself outside of yourself and focus on outside of yourself. And when you focus on something outside of yourself, you're not making internal progress. Let it go. Ask God to forgive your thoughts about another person if they're bothering you about your diet one way or the other i mean we know of people who are really skinny and that's just their metabolism and people yell at them eat a hamburger and that's really irritating to them 
because they might have already had three hamburgers that day, but they've already metabolized it. You know, so don't worry about what you eat and don't worry about what other people eat. That's all superficial nonsense. Like politics are superficial nonsense. And most of the things that people report on the news and all the material um, things that you just have to have that makeup or that purse or, you know, that suit or those sunglasses or whatever. All the shallow material stuff, all of those things. Who's sport? What sports team is playing? What their score was? What did they do? Who did drugs? What scandal is abounding now? What actor got in trouble this week? Who's in a court case that week? All of these things are distractions that keep you from your internal connection to divine. All you need to focus on right now for the ascension is this. You need to focus on your heart. Follow your heart. Focus on your 12 chakras. Focus on creating your Merkaba. But the most you can do is just look at look inside your mind to your third eye or maybe your crown chakra. Just keep your energy focused there until you can get a hold of all your other chakras. If you could focus on your 12th chakra and you feel it up there, just focus on that. And allow God to integrate all of the lessons inside of you while you are mentally blank. You're focused on one thing and one thing only. You're focused on your connection with your higher self and with God. And you don't have to think of anything else. Even if it's just for 20 minutes, you have the rest of the day think about your stuff. You know, and, and figure out, you know, what storm's coming and what what's the date of the next cotillion or what is the uh, uh, sports thing or the concert. When's the concert going to be playing? You could focus on all those things later on. But as long as you spend some time every day in meditation, in an attitude of gratitude, basically, sitting in that energy of thankfulness, and not worship. You don't have to worship me. You don't have to worship God. Stop with the worship. It's annoying. If you want to understand what I mean, go back in your life and see when somebody worshipped you. And they kept saying, oh, your hair, your grades, your smart, your mind, your music, your whatever. And they constantly give you compliments. At first it feels nice. After a while it's just embarrassing. After a while they're just embarrassing themselves. And after a longer while, you get so irritated, you don't want to see this person anymore. But you think somehow that, that me and God are people who want to hear this all the time? No, we don't. Thank you for saying we're great or we're whatever. But it's better just to say, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want your opinion on this. I need your help with that. That's how you have a relationship with God, not bowing down and worshiping constantly that doesn't do anything it's just repetitive and you know God is is an awesome God God is someone who doesn't want to hear the same thing over and over and over again with the repetition do you know that every year the the all the universes vibrate at a little bit higher level 
They make a different sound. If you could listen to the high frequencies of everything in the in all the worlds, all the galaxies, they all make different sounds. And every year, those sound, those pitches change. God doesn't like repetitive things. God's not happy with always the same, 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 same. That's so boring. God is not boring. Look around. You could tell God's not boring. Look at all the things he created. And there's new things that come into your world sometimes. God is always creating on this and other worlds. God just sent a shockwave out that helped everybody's vibration raise. And now we're all emitting a different frequency. Even those of us who have long since passed away and we live in other dimensions. So the ascension is coming. You're on your way. You don't have to worry about the people that say you're not going to get there if you don't stop eating entirely and breathe only air because that's absolutely ridiculous. It's all an illusion anyway. Because the fact of the matter is you were never born and you're never going to die. You are a spirit embodying a body that was born, but you as a soul have always been. The pattern for man has always been in the pattern for you. Since this body was born, you as this body, which is a temporary state, and then you go and be another body and another personality. But you have always been, you will always be. Your job now is to work on yourself and let go of all the things that happened to you while you were stuck in the material world. We all love you. We're all rooting for you each and every day. We see your struggles, your pain, your frustration. We see your joys, your happiness. We see you cry and we see you laugh and we see you love and we see you get sick and die and we see you save your life at the last minute in the last final hours. And we see you rejoicing and praising God and being so grateful for miracles in your life. We love every one of you because every one of you is us because we all are one. So thank you for celebrating my birthday every year for the past 2,000 years long after I've, I've passed away. <laughs> or as I just said, we don't really ever go. We know, No one ever really dies. But ever since I left and gave up the body, basically... Thank you for celebrating my birthday. And it's not as important to me that you're celebrating my birthday without me, by the way. <laughs> but it's important that you celebrate the energy and spirit of the season. And we saw this to, this year was almost like the greatest morale that has been around the world this time. All the people who've suffered a lot of disasters feel a lot more grateful this year than they did last year. All of you who struggled with the weather and different things are going on, the energies for the ascension, you are feeling more grateful than ever before. And what you guys call the Christmas spirit is extremely high. The morale on planet Earth has been very high in the past few weeks, in the past three weeks to be precise. And we're really so grateful for that. 
that's because of you. You did the work. A lot of you showed up and you decorated your trees and you lit your menorahs and you, you floated your candles on the river and you let the paper lanterns go into the sky and you prayed and you meditated and you did your Yule rituals and everything raised the vibration of the planet. So beyond your trying to celebrate my birthday, which by the way, how come there's no cake and candles? <laughs> how come that's not a tradition? <laughs> and I'm not there to blow them out. Maybe that's why I don't know. <laughs> but beyond the actual holidays themselves, the energy and the magic and spirit of the season in which everyone is acutely aware in the North hemisphere that the days dwindle down and you have the shortest day of the year. And the next day here comes the light again. There's an energy that you all share with that. And we watch people who don't even know each other come closer together in vibration and everyone lifts up. You go up one more rung on that ascension ladder. We see that you are ahead of schedule. You are going to be ascended faster than you thought. We were saying by the end of February, now we're saying six weeks from now, most people will be ascended. We see that you're working hard on yourselves. We're so proud of you. We're just sitting on the other side, just, just on the sidelines, just rooting for you because we know what's in store for you. You're not going to believe how great it is. Keep going, keep going. We know this is hard. We're here for you. We love you. We always will be here. We will always love you. So thank you and Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah to my fellow Jewish people because I was Jewish. And happy everything. Merry everything. Happy world, merry ascension, and a joyous life that's everlasting to each and every one of you. From my heart to yours, which all of us are connected, so it's our own hearts sending out the love and receiving the love. I find and take much comfort in that, and I hope that you do too. I am proud of each and every one of you, regardless of what you eat or what you do, or if you meditate or not, or if you're religious or not. Because everyone has to be an individual and different, and that's what makes life so grand and so special and unique. So... Thank you for everything. Thank you for your prayers. We feel it. We feel it up here. We distribute the energy appropriately when it arrives to heaven. You guys say a prayer for somebody, and if that person deflects all prayers, it all gets diffused, and nothing's ever lost in the universe. Your prayers are never wasted. Your meditation is never wasted. Nothing's ever wasted. A lot of you have been feeling guilty when you throw out food. If it goes bad, stop that because it's not wasted. There are enzymes and bacteria and insects and animals that eat that food. Once it goes into the trash, 
it you are helping to feed other people other things other animals other you know species nothing's ever lost or wasted in this universe no matter what it is anyway i am going to go now and i i love each and every one of you and i want to thank you for listening to my message today for your continued you know support and prayers to all of the people that have passed before you and for all the people who are struggling around the globe we see you praying for strangers and all of it we find is good so remember to say your prayers or meditate or just raise your vibration in the way that you do keep going keep going keep going you're almost there we love you we love you we love you and that's the end of my transmission all right guys this is me again um i'm going to come back tomorrow with all unique and original programming we only have about four or five more days if you want to do a prediction show you guys send in your predictions i don't i can't do a prediction show on my own with you know just my predictions i don't really i have a couple but i'll let you know what mine are but i want you guys to send them in if you have them if you don't we'll come up with something else for the new year but that's it guys i am exhausted i'm plum tired and oh, i've got to get another third ice pack and put this on my back and sleep with it <laughs> there's not going to be any spontaneous human combustioning in my house today <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's probably not how it works getting cosmic energy in your cells. Probably not how that works. Anyway, I love you guys. I love each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on this ascension journey with me. And as always, as always, thank you so much uh, for forwarding the show, for liking, subscribing, favoriting, or whatever it's called on whatever app you're listening to. Thank you for forwarding it to like-minded folks and the newly awakened ones because they're going to need the early information that I did in season one, which is basically every show I made in 2019. So anyway, guys, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, and by the way, happy Festivus. It's a festival for the rest of us. <laughs> I hope that uh, you have a great, great day. Signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards, or I can channel your higher guidance, or maybe God directly for you.
Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If your deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know. MetaphysicalSoulSpeak at gmail.com and we will explore your future together.